0: I'm Mark Steele, and I am here backstage at the Comedy Store with a promoter who has made a podcast which I would suggest to you is the podcast you should listen to before you listen to the other 800,000 billion podcasts that are made every three seconds. The promoter, Mouths, made in a lovely village in Norfolk. Shit comedians who lie about
1: things and lie about things. Okay, fucking back. Suddenly everything
2: seems to be falling now. What we got another map once keep it spinning around.
1: And three two one, Pablo, we are away for episode number forty-three of the Promoter Mouse podcast. You're not here.
2: No, I'm I'm away. I've I've got COVID, but we're still doing it anyway because we're troopers.
1: Oh dear, oh dear. Yes, this is our first remote outing of yeah. the Promoter Mouths.
2: We'll see how it goes.
1: We will see how it goes. You do sound a little bit um a little bit far away, but that's because you are.
2: I'm mentally far away as well.
1: So you've got a little bit of the old COVID. I didn't even think that was a thing anymore.
2: I know. I mean, doing this online, it's very COVID retro isn't it i feel like we're about to do a, a a quiz a family quiz where it takes about four hours for your auntie doris to make it work
1: and then can you me? can <laughs> you hear me
2: all of that came yeah. the voice at the top of the pod there uh, that was the lovely mark Steele, and he's been in the news lately for with his uh ailments i mean yes. I, I can't moan too much i've only got covid uh, poor Matt Steele's got bloody throat cancer. He has. And he's been very gallant about it, uh, which I think is extremely commendable.
1: Yes, yeah. I think he thought the worst, and then he's he's very positive, or more positive about it now. But uh, all I can say is I wish him well. I think uh, the world's a different place to what it was 10 years ago, anyway.
2: I think it happened to uh, Danny Baker about 10 years ago, and I listened to his audio book and how he described it. He got over it, but it was no cakewalk. It didn't sound like anything that you'd want to have in a hurry
1: yeah, exactly i liked i liked reading his take on it uh, as well because he's a he's a wonderful writer he's got such a such a, a different take on on situations like that but yeah his story about it is well worth a read if you if you get on the guardian
2: mark Steels. yeah 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 i listened to his book about him being adopted that was fantastic
1: ah nice. by the way
2: did i just see you drink a glass of beer
1: there you might have why are you jealous
2: well, every time I'm actually with you, there's no beer being passed around then.
1: Oh, no, I always have about six six pints before you turn up, Pablo. That's me. <laughs> now, I'm, normally, Pablo, I would normally just be very, very well behaved, keep a very, very straight head. But um, I thought, well, I need to catch up with you because you're probably still pissed from the weekend.
2: You thought, well, it is a Thursday afternoon after all. I might as well have a beer. It is. No, well, yeah, it was weird because I thought on tuesday when i was back in work we flew back on monday morning after a late night sunday night and flew back rough as toast on monday uh, but we fought apart for the course hardly any sleep a uh, load of beer all over the weekend tuesday back in work i was like still shaking and sweating and i was thinking this hangover's going on a long long time uh Went to bed about half past eight on Tuesday. Wednesday, got up uh, shaking and sweating and coughing and sneezing by this point. And I thought, the coughing and sneezing is different. I thought, well, this is something a little bit different. So drove into work into Norwich, got myself a COVID test from Morrison's. And uh, yeah, lo behold, the two big lines on the test. So I grabbed my laptop and I've been working from home ever since.
1: Yeah, when you told me you had COVID on Tuesday... I did say, you know nobody's going to believe you.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Well, I I think my saving grace was I actually went into work on the Tuesday and Wednesday. I actually went, I drove all the way into the office, like it was a lot of traffic as well, and I pulled my lats up home so I could work from home. And I showed a bit of willing by answering a good few emails and did a few conference calls.
1: Ah, good for you, mate. Well, we're going to talk about your weekend and what brought you what brought you to your knees in a bit. Uh, But before that, let's have a listen to Tony Law. Tell everybody what's going on. Two rival comedy promoters happen to live in the same sleepy town in Norfolk.
0: Rather than be at each other's throats competing for territory like crap Colombian cartel leaders, they have joined together with the aim of banging on about UK comedy scene through the lens of also living in an idyllic English market town.
1: Making the most of it, because we are COVID alert.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely we yeah.
1: are. Uh, what's going to be happening in this episode? We're going to have a week roundup soon. Praise be. Comedy rumours.
2: Forward slash.
1: Shithousery, mate, i got a fucking corker for that. Parking <laughs> like a twat in Loddon and Chedgrave. Seagull news. Opinion whores. And hellfire and damnation. And contrition. Yes. I think we should invite people to come and apologise on the pod instead of us. It's been oh. one of those weeks, mate. Yeah,
2: wow, well, yeah. So. Didn't, didn't you get a written apology this week? Uh,
1: you did? I did, sort of. Sort of. Yeah, well we'll, um, well, we'll come to that, mate, because, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a story worth unpicking, and we'll dance around it in our usual fashion. But uh, any comedians and promoters that are listening, have I got a story for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, what, have, what? well, we all know what your weekend was like What's been going on in the week, Pablo?
2: You want me to tell you about the stag, dude? Yes,
1: go on, yeah, yeah, yeah uh,
2: Well, I'm not going to tell you about all the bits of the stag, dude Because there's a certain amount of what happens in Benidorm State in Benidorm, right? So that—that's you know you got to put that right up there. But I can tell you about the uh, cultural city walks, the museums, the art galleries.
1: What a load of horse shit! We don't want to hear that, Pablo. We want to hear about the lesbians and the and the um, the lady boys, please.
2: No, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll give you some of the highlights. Um, on, you know what, it it's sort of blurred into just one day, the whole thing.
1: <laughs> oh, you were being pretty good at keeping in touch. You sent me a little message after the first night. You woke up in the morning or something.
3: Hello,
2: Kai, and people of the pod who might listen to this. Just woken up after the first night in Benidorm. And uh I must admit, don't remember getting back here. Um, that's not big or clever. You need to be aware of yourself at all times, but um, anyway, here I am. I'm just woken up. I'm just woken up. Good night last night. Everything you want from a first night on a stag night, and uh, I think when I stop feeling a little bit cloudy, I'm probably going to want paracetamol. And I think that's how it goes. I think that's a think that's a good night. Isn't it? It's good, good, good night. Good night.
1: And then there were a couple of other messages down the line, and then they all sort of. Uh, got fewer and fewer, and then you went off the radar altogether. <laughs> and here we yeah. are. <laughs> <Hello.
3: Yeah.
2: laughs> well, that's pretty much how we went, you know. <laughs> well, we did. Um, one of the highlights was this downhill, uh, downhill bike ride from the uh, top of the Altair Hills, which is which is Benidorm's version of the L- Lake District or thereabouts, whizzing down through these glorious uh, uh, Spanish villages. Um, it was beautiful. It was really beautiful. At one point, I went, we went past uh, a, a load of Spanish locals drinking outside a pub. So I went past and I went, hola, like that, in my best sort of Spanish voice. And they all lifted up the glasses to me and went, hola, like that. <laughs> that's and nice. I thought, oh, that's, that's wicked, that is. But um, unfortunately, my son Jake, after about 15 seconds, came flying off. And that was the end. he was like covered in scabs and bruises, oh, and he had to spend the rest of the time coming down in in the van and we, we got we got down to the next bit, and we realized that that the group had been split in half, and we were waiting like at the sort of the point where we we'd, we'd go from one point to the next, stop take a few photographs and and wait and go on. but the first place where we stopped um yeah, half the group was missing. We were thinking something's fucking happened, and we're all looking at each other, and we all knew instinctively that it was going to be Jake. And I was like thinking, I oh, hope the fuck is all right. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. And but yeah, he came, he came. He was in good spirits. He was like, I'm all right. I'm all right. But he was obviously a bit shaky, and uh, bless him, he's not got the greatest coordination. And he spent the rest of the time in the van, sort of taking pictures of us through the wing mirror. So yeah, it was a, uh, it was good fun. That was really good. Is that, the only um, bit,
1: is that the only bit you can remember?
2: Um, I vaguely remember the Star Wars uh, sex show, which is basically Princess Leia and uh, some guy with a lightsaber whizzing around, chasing each other around the dance floor. And the, the, the lightsaber disappears inside Princess Leia, and, and, and Princess Leia ends up noshing off the guy with the lightsaber. I, like You, you had to sort of scratch your eyes. I thought it might have been a magic show, but it wasn't. It was just a straight-on bloody sex show. Was it Was so, it called
1: Star Wars?
2: I think it was just called a Star Wars Segway sex show or something. Well, they're missing you, like, a trick
1: but, there, aren't they?
2: Well, no, that's disrespectful, though, isn't it, Star Wars? Uh, I think there were a couple. They've got an OnlyFans page, should you want to look it up. I'm sure you'll find it. Um yeah, it's a, cu- a couple. So she doesn't just nosh off anybody who turns up on a shift. It's a couple who sort of d- d- does it. Right. But it's like the, the weirdest thing. I mean, it's like you watch it, you, uh, just to tick it off. And I'm at a karaoke later on. That's another thing. We all did karaoke. Oh, you but did? We, How did
1: that go? Yeah. Did the
2: yeah. practice pay off? Uh, <laughs> not really. We were all hammered by the time we got <laughs> to the karaoke. We, we ended up there, I think, every night. Um, the same bar, actually. We ended up being... Creatures the Habits. The first bar we went in of an evening, we sort of ended up staying there. But it was good. And, and what else was good um is is that there's different friendship circles I've known through different parts of my life all turned up and they all got on like a house on fire. You know, sometimes there's a bit of suspicion or whatever, but they all got on like an absolute house on fire. Lovely. Um, and that, that was brilliant. Other highlights um getting a full English in Benadorm, that's always great. Uh, get a full English and a pint at the same time. They bought me a fucking ridiculous al- al- outfit to wear. Oh, I've seen but that, yes. You see it, a pink thing. like a weird, It looked like I was wearing somebody's internal organs, but it was basically me and Mrs. Pablo's face <laughs> just printed over it. Um, but, you know, just completely... All over pair of shorts all over it. So it's just like this pink thing. And uh, and at this yellow gay hat that I wore, and I put that on with the sunglasses, I thought I'll just just got to pretend that I'm not wearing it, and it's somebody else's problem. No, Pablo, you,
1: you looked a million pesetas.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you really did. I was very kind of you to say, mate. Uh, yeah. so you're no, back anyway. Be, you're back. Back now. Great memories, and uh, yeah, back.
1: Yeah. Were you the worst of the worst for wear, or was there a worst for wearer?
2: Uh there probably was one at least one worse for wear I, I remember I think I got carried back one night, but I remember carrying somebody else back another night.
1: Did you lose anybody for hours on end? Did anyone go off the radar completely? uh
2: that
1: sometimes happens
2: a couple of people did here and there, yeah, yeah, yeah. we all
1: know where they probably went.
2: Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes well welcome back pablo congratulations i'm very much looking forward to the wedding
2: what have, what have you been up to
1: well pablo um last week i had three gigs at the end of the week that took up wow. a lot of my time
2: Did see pictures yes yeah thursday did, and how, friday how did they go mate?
1: brilliant yeah i had a little bit of bad news on wednesday oh that's one of my fantastic acts pulled out but we're going to talk about that a bit later and so awesome. I, re- I replaced that person with uh, with Chris Norton Walker and Charmian Hughes, and they smashed it. They were brilliant. Right. And then, right. yeah, it was awesome. Uh, there, weren't that, there weren't as many people in um, Beckles, right? And I was going to, after the news on Wednesday, I was seriously thinking of pulling it. But uh, one of the acts that was on in the middle uh, was a big fan of Adam Bloom. And there was a little part of me that thought I would really hate that if that were me and the gig was going to be pulled and I was on with him you know he he remembers seeing him about 25 years ago when he worked in Jonglers and that was one of the first acts he saw and he's uh-huh. loved him ever since anyway it was one of those moments where it was like yeah we can do it you know we had about 30 something in which is not great but Adam loved that gig more than the other one he said um because he was a bit a little bit more able to do some new stuff and and have some fun but then uh on Friday another fantastic one but then on Saturday we had the Dirty Dozen, yeah, in Wingfield, yeah, yeah, yeah. thirteen pay, acts.
2: I hope you paid the acts, well.
1: Oh yeah, yep. <laughs> they got they got <laughs> they got more than enough, mate, out of it. <laughs> 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 in fact, some might say I spoiled them. Yeah, you always do, <laughs> mate. To be fair. And we yeah. had seventy-one people in a room, which, if if I was being sensible, should only have about sixty-one in or whatever, but they were, they were properly crammed in. I couldn't even get in to take pictures. I mean, it was an amazing atmosphere, loads of great feedback. So, yeah, I'm stoked about that and got another date for December for doing a regular pro night. So, yeah, yeah but, really, yeah. really good weekend. Yeah, so that, that was my weekend. Oh, and then on Sunday, I went to the Funky Feet, you know, the dance school and performing arts school.
2: Oh, yeah, it's just the one Mrs. Carrick does.
1: Yes, but one of the things on there was um, a group of her adult ballet class, right? Yes. And you know, when sometimes, you know, really lovely things just come out of the blue. Well, she's yep. had this class but during COVID times. She started up a little, or maybe it was just before, I can't remember now. But m- through COVID, she was doing like Zoom classes with all these uh, elderly ladies. And they were loving it. It was like their social gathering. And then they got in the studio and stuff. But anyway, after a couple of years of doing that with these ladies who were not dancers beforehand, they were up on stage performing. It was amazing, you know oh. what I mean. You know when you've got people so far out of their comfort zone, but they're not, you know, they're not um, not out of place. If that makes sense, it was awesome. And so, britain has
2: got talent.
1: Go oh, that—that's the sort of thing, isn't it? Get to put it in. They'd love that. They would love They'd,
2: that. Ben's got talent. They're definitely going through. They're getting four buzzers, mate.
1: Yeah, right. Especially with that backstory, eh?
2: Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. Oh
1: my god. Yes. That's I'm going to Do tell it before, her. Before tell the her show it. gets sacked, get, get it on, get it on. Yeah, yeah. That's Probably a,
2: will get sacked eventually, there's, there's scandals there, isn't there?
1: So some of these ladies are in their 70s, you know, and this is their little social thing. and they would... a,
2: a challenge, in it, for a 70-year-old lady to lift a leg up that high without letting rip.
1: <laughs> yeah, somebody had to come on with a mop afterwards.
2: <laughs> like Sticky Vicky. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yeah, that was, that was my weekend, and I wore a suit to it, Pablo. I was, up in, I was up in the cupboard, well, because it was a show, and, it was, and I thought, I'm going to go and see if my suits fit me, and I looked quite smart. I'm looking forward to your wedding.
2: Are you get back into suits that you, uh, that you previously couldn't fit in?
1: I'm getting back into suits that have actually got broken, you know, the little metal clasps? Yeah. That, uh, they were broken where I'd outgrown them and yet still tried to wear them to work, and they were um. kind of broken, and now I'm fitting into them. I'm looking, I'm looking super. I flat. How long are they? Did. Um, uh, probably about. Well, was, when did I stop teaching? Probably twenty oh, tw- nineteen, maybe yeah, about three or four years. They've been sitting there. Oh, that's
2: not too bad. I worked with a guy. Right, um, this was. Oh, it would have been early noughties, something like that. And um, and he's one of these guys that's been the same size all his life, but like his first office job since working for the forces. Was like with us. He worked for the forces for about 10, 15 years. So he didn't buy a new suit, he just wore the suit he wore beforehand, and he turned up looking like fucking John Ross from the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> we were probably taking the piss out of him or Big big shoulders. shoulders, <laughs> shoulders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Praise be to the praise to the Praise
3: Oh,
1: that was nice. Um, You've got a smile on your face there, Pablo. You've put Jakey Wakey.
2: Yes, just that my son Jake. God love him. Um, Out of his comfort zone, he's early 20s with a load of 50-year-old blokes, proper booze hounds, up to all kinds of no good, and he fell off his bike, but he stuck with it, and he properly represented himself. In a lovely way, and everybody said he was a lovely lad. So I'm proud of him. Excellent. So he's on my he's on my praise beat.
1: Nice one, Jakey Wakey. Uh, why did you put Wakey?
2: Oh no, it's called Jake, but I call him Jakey Wakey. Oh, cause Jakey Wakey, he's still my little boy in it.
1: Oh, well done, mate. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, yes. So uh, you've put powder blue toweling shirt. Yes. Well, this is new. So
2: um, you, you know, like you get sort of continuous crap jokes. And they sort of gather a little bit of momentum because you keep repeating them. Well, my mate Mark from up in Manchester came along. And he's wearing this baby blue sort of toweling shirts, And and it caught my eye. And I thought, that's a nice shirt. It's an unusual shirt. It's nice. So every time I sort of looked at him, I went, lovely shirt, that, man. Lovely that. And and first of all, he was like, oh, thanks very much. Thanks very much. And uh, and I just kept on with it because I was a bit pissed. Gosh, lovely shirt, that. He's like, yeah, all right, fuck, all right. Yeah, it's a lovely shirt, that. And we're out all day. And like, at 10 o'clock, i just tap him in the shoulder. That's a fucking lovely shirt, that, mate. That, <laughs> lovely. Like, it, it was most sort of winding up, and, and I was having a bit of fun with it, right? But anyway, uh, he asked for me a dress yesterday. And I thought, what's, what's he, he fucking want? Why does he want me address? So I sent him my address. And about 90 minutes ago, as I sit here, bloody soundly shirt right in the post he'd he ordered me <laughs> one of us exactly the same brilliant but i, I don't look as good in it, in it as he does he sort of suits that look but uh, yeah i'll wear it <laughs> so so thanks mark for that
1: <laughs> yeah nice um i've put simon peck tout standing simon peck of the white horse on friday um we were kind of not it wasn't the lowest number we've had at the gig on friday we we were on about 40 something and he was out and about down at the stade on the boats and uh putting offers on on the on the chalkboard in the pub sold another 15 tickets on on the day making it work yeah calling in everybody that he could think of i mean he used up his calling in credits because you know what he's like with all his events you know he's always got something going on but um i was really chuffed about that because uh when i'm teaching it does it makes it hard to do that but yeah yeah 15 tickets in a few hours and suddenly we had a suddenly we, we had a full room
2: do you know what i think there's a lot of covid around at the minute yes it's an awful lot around so I think that could be affecting people if you've got a group that go out together and you've got like a key person with covid then you've lost them a little yeah, bit. yeah
1: that happens a lot if you've got six going out and one goes down they often all just don't all don't oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Because if you've got a holiday book or something like that, I mean, like the the one thing I'm sort of grateful for is I've got it out of the way, and I'm uh, going on a honeymoon in a month, and I don't want COVID for that. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. So I'm, I'm, glad, I'm pleased to get it out of the way.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Nice. And finally, I've put I've put uh, Mrs. Kai and the adult ballerinas that I talked about earlier. You know, sometimes you see ladies like that doing that dance, and they all think they've got it. And they haven't. You know what I mean? They all think, you know, they're the bee's knees. But these women weren't um, one not even close to that in terms of their attitude. They, would, they got so much out of it. And I just think Mrs. Kai deserves praise for bringing all that together and making a little bit of light for everybody. Yeah. Well done, Mrs. Yeah. Kai. Awesome stuff. Support Kai and Pablo by becoming a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash promoter thanks again tony uh, patreons yep yeah. we've been we, we've got some stuff to put on there pablo we've got a few little sound bites from your stag do which i've strung together but i think it needs a little bit more to make it worth listening to it's just a load of your pissed mates telling you telling how much they love you and don't want to speak into a microphone
2: <laughs> I'm saying that they like to the promote Mouse podcast. That's right. And you sent me a snippet, and I was listening back, and I was like, I think it's when I listened to it, I was halfway between Hangover and COVID, just not feeling it. And I was listening back, and I thought, I just want, I wanted to put some distance between myself and the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so well, maybe yeah. I'll have another listen. But so, uh, yeah.
1: So me sending that and saying, "Oh, this will cheer you up," it didn't, did it? No,
2: it didn't. No, it's like. <laughs> I felt like I felt like a dog having his nose rubbed in. It. <laughs> so, this is what you did. Like, oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at what you've done, you dirty exactly. dog. Hi Steve O, here Enjoying Paul
2: and his uh, stag do, um, and I'd like to say
1: I just love his shirt, so sexy. Oh, Paul, <laughs> oh, you're doing it to me. Press that button, baby. <laughs>
3: It's now time for comedy rumours forward slash shit housery. Uh...
1: Yes, comedy rumours forward slash shit housery. I had quite a week, Pablo. You did.
2: You did indeed. Um, uh, I... I've only got drips and drabs of this, and i am still trying to build up a picture before I. Uh... Yeah. Um, so sort of make make a. Before make, we make
1: talk, yeah, look. we'll talk about it in a bit more depth with uh, with maybe names as well. But um, on last week, um, you're
2: you gonna do actual names?
1: No, no, not on the pod. Um, I'd, le- I'd I'd let people just work it out. It's not going to be hard, is it?
2: I think just just so people have have something to sort of latch on to mentally. Yes. Um, I think you should make up a name.
1: Yes. Yes. Shithouse Um Right. <laughs> so. Um, let me cast your minds back to last week, right? Now, I booked, I booked an act a while ago. back at, oh, It must have been late August, early September. And uh, it was all going fine. Well, the, the deal was, basically, come up to Thursday and Friday, have a hotel on Thursday and get a fistful of cash. A couple of weeks ago, I had a call saying, is the hotel only on the Thursday? And I said, yes, it is only on the Thursday. Well, I'm going to have to cancel then because I don't have anywhere to stay on Friday. And I said, OK. And then I went straight back and said, actually, we can do a hotel on the Friday. I get it. You don't want to leave a female comedian out in, the, you know, wandering Norfolk, for example, regardless. Anyway, she said game on. And then we left it at that. And fast forward to uh, Tuesday, just checked in with the act to say all good for this Thursday and Friday returned message. All good. The next morning, I woke up at eight o'clock to a message saying, sorry, I've got to cancel because her husband had had a stroke. She was rushing to the hospital. And I replied saying, I'm so sorry to hear that. And then got on to finding a replacement. Yeah, no questions. Whilst trying to find a replacement, I discovered that said act was actually booked into a theatre gig on Friday and not knowing whether... The reason for pulling out was true or not. I was thinking, well, you know, what do I do? I'm not going to go and say, hang on a minute, because I might look like a right old C-bomb, you know? Um, Turns out she did perform that gig on the Friday. And in the green room, when asked about what she was doing on the Thursday, she said, I was writing at home and couldn't be asked to come to Norfolk anyway. She did have a gig here, but couldn't be asked to come to Norfolk. And anyway, the promoter didn't give... A hotel did she
2: actually did she actually say she couldn't be asked yeah but <laughs> right, she actually said oh I just couldn't be asked
1: yeah, it's, yeah. Right. and I was a bit arsey, apparently when I was told
2: I've seen screenshots that you weren't you were, you were being polite yeah I, and, and i i just but said, yeah. obviously frustrated
1: yeah that was a bit out of order wasn't it yes and yes. then i i addressed it quite Politely as I could, and expressing disappointment because I held her in high esteem. But there you go.
2: Oh, but, but the sort of footnote to this is that there's a slight complication here because um, I've booked the same comedian for a gig a few months down the line, mm. um, and I'm obviously thinking, is she going to turn up? I
1: think she just thought it would just go away. She could go do another gig, and we'd all, you know, nobody would question it. But she got called out, and I, I think that's the bit she hated. But to go bad mouthing people in the green room when it's absolutely not true—that yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. that annoyed me because I—I'm none of the things she was trying to make out anyway. And um, there was that was that Pablo. You've put unempathetic comedian opinion whores. Yes. What's that? So,
2: well, the news this week hasn't been great, has it? The old—if uh, uh, you switch on the news or watch your Twitter—there's been some horrible, horrible things happening over in the Middle East. Yes. But my timeline f- has got on it a lot of people who have seem to have just used it as an opportunity to have a little bit of a bar with each other. And surely the first point of call with any discussion about this is um, showing empathy for the loss of innocence. Yeah. That should be it and the rest of it should be nuanced, not proper tribal, you know, you're a so-and-so for saying that, and you're a so-and-so. It's just absolutely sickening, some of the stuff I've seen on there. Just absolute, just like the, the people seem to be, that seems to me that they just want to get into an argument, and it's the same people i have seen over and over again. And They obviously feel strongly about this stuff, but I think, honestly, some of these smart Gifted articulate comedians, whilst they present themselves as smart, gifted articulate comedians, I think some of them are actually a little bit tick. I like it's obviously a nuanced debate, but just to say them over there and nasty and that's the end of it, you know what I mean? There's mm. there's populations and then there's governments and then there's terrorist groups and there there's other innocence in the populations and they're all bits in between. Yeah. Throw everyone in together and then have a rant and rave about it. it would just produce a whole lot of bad feeling on the social media. I think all of them peddling that line, they can all get in the fucking bin. Well, I think I
1: think the the stupidity of it is that the people who are sympathetic towards the Palestinians think that Hamas represent Palestine, which they don't. And then you wonder where where are they getting their news from? It's clearly from a, a a source which is on one side because then they bring that and they weaponize it against the people who are supporting Israel. It's somebody who has no connection with the country arguing with somebody who is Jewish and they don't I don't think they have a right to do that, really, especially when they're so ill-informed. There is a lot of stuff going on we don't hear about, but for somebody to just come in and Pick up a uh, one side of the story or an opinion, and and then try and and tell somebody uh, who has family in Israel and is Jewish that they're wrong and that uh, you know start calling them out is uh, yeah proper being really,
2: yeah be being like calling them wrong and some yeah. worse than that yeah and, and just just don't and I, I tell you what be careful about peddling your opinions on Facebook if you if you're a comedian just be really careful because. If you've got an opinion that half the people will like, but the other people will be dead set against, well, there is every chance that you've just shortened your appeal to half. The promoters have just read your opinion, yeah. And the place, you know not, I
1: mean? and the place not to go peddling it is on somebody's thread who is being well supported. Don't go wading in there telling them that Palestine is the, uh, are the victims or whatever. It's not going to end well.
2: Let's hmm. just express a bit of. Uh, empathy to, to these innocents being killed rather than just having a shitstorm argument. But it's dangerous Obviously, because
1: think, because those opinions that they're spreading are are sometimes misinformed or they're likely to be misinformed. It's a fresh thing that's going on out there and any news that's coming out is going to be a bit fuzzy because I don't think oh, a yeah. lot of people know.
2: There's the fog of war and then there's the fact that a lot of people claiming to understand this complicated situation well, it's like people are pretend they understand football every four years when the World Cup starts. So suddenly they're all fucking experts and they're taking a side, which is an extremely nuanced and complicated bloody argument, and then they're just chucking mud around. They look frankly, they they look like absolute fucking dicks.
1: Yes. yeah, And it doesn't do them any favours, I don't think, especially when they are being so vocal about it in the wrong places. I mean, have your opinion, but please don't try and force it down the throat of somebody who has family that... likely to be caught up in all this. Uh, I
2: would, uh, I'll, leave, I'll go on further than that. I would say, have your opinion, but don't make it public. I mean, shout at the telly or something. Get it out of your system. I'll tell you what I did say, actually. Uh, do you know Elliot Steele, uh, Mark Steele's um, son?
1: Yes. Yeah,
2: he did a piece to camera, posted it on Twitter, basically calling out people uh, who uh, get their opinions from social media and how, how they shouldn't be informed by social media. Extremely articulate and proper nail on the head.
0: The human brain isn't meant to consume news the way we're consuming it. How do I open up Twitter and watch a massacre unfold and then scroll up and there's a Rory Delap throwing compilation followed by some of the worst takes you've ever seen. Liberal people who last week were screaming at Rishi Sunak for being transphobic are now supporting Hamas. Wait till they find out Hamas's LGBT policies. It involves a roof and finding out the terminal velocity of a drag queen. And right-wing commentators who demanded we go to war with Russia for them shelling a the ripple, now saying Israel are justified to blow up a Palestinian school and that it's a complex situation. And if you say, I think dropping a bomb on some civilians is bad, you get told you're an anti-Semite and kicked out of the Labour Party. Don't let social media trick you into thinking you're at war with everyone who doesn't think exactly the same way as you do. 99% of people are generally sound just going about their day. I mean, they're annoying. They stand on the left side of the escalator and up north they want to chat to you. But I was at a show the other night with a Muslim comic friend of mine. My paternal granddad's Jewish. Now, that doesn't make me Jewish, but I'm sure Hitler would still not be thrilled to be in my company. And I'm telling him, I'm not Jewish, it's just my granddad is. And he went, my bro, you don't have to ever downplay your religion for me. And that's how most people are. Don't let Twitter, ran by that weird freak who can't make friends so he's turning everything into a war, convince you that your neighbours want you hanging from a lamppost because you've left your bin out past collection day.
1: Elliot Steele there. Very nice. Yep. He yeah. sounds a bit like his old man, doesn't he, when he gets he going?
2: Sounds an awful lot like him.
1: Yeah, yeah. Very nice. Um, I haven't seen him live.
2: But he's been offered to me by um, Off The Curb. He's now with them. Oh, good. Which, 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 Which is great for him but makes it more expensive for me. Oh, yeah. Damn <laughs> so it. I kind of, I yeah, yeah. yeah so,
1: good comedians. Can you stop getting too good? Because, yeah, exactly. uh, you know, we've got gigs just, to run.
2: Just, just stay bookable. <laughs> <laughs> stay, stay in that sweet zone. It's
1: funny, <laughs> isn't it? We, we, this week we've been uh, sharing names of acts that we'd like to come and double up with us, and it starts to dawn on you when you realise what you once paid them and what they won't come yeah. for now, <laughs> just how, yeah, just how well they're that. doing.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
3: And parking like a twat in Loddon and Shedgrave. In brackets, the local bit.
1: Well, you've not really been here for this, uh, parking like a twat, Pablo.
2: Legitimately, I haven't put anything down.
1: No, you've been aware.
2: I, I could have referenced you stalking me outside the co-op when I nipped out for my chicken soup yesterday, but oh. I've already done that.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, you could have done that. Um, but what happened during the week was uh, there was a post on Facebook where somebody had maliciously vandalised somebody else's car wing mirrors. They'd smashed them both off.
2: I did see this.
1: And they'd left, as evidence of their crimes or their being there, they'd left a beer glass on top of the car, empty beer glass. Not just any empty beer glass, though. It was a Madri beer glass. And calling card and it was like a calling card or at least it was a bit like uh, it's a bit like google maps when it tracks you because there's only one place that sells madry in the high street um and they were calling for information about who'd smashed their wing mirrors now being the good citizen I am I just put on that post I said well there's only one pub that sells madry so you probably a good idea to ask ask them and left it at that sure enough within minutes the landlord of said pub was there, going, "Oh, somebody could have come to me directly, and then I might have looked at the CCTV instead of put naming and shaming me on here or something like that." And <laughs> oh,
2: i upset him again. I've upset
1: him <laughs> just by suggesting <laughs> no, he the he obvious.
2: Careful, you should be careful. Should be careful. I, I, I like the landlord of the king. So head. do
1: I, but you can't <laughs> do anything, can you? I was trying to help, saying, "Well, you know, I didn't. I purposely didn't put pop down the king's head. They'll let you know." Um, yeah, but you made
2: it obvious. Yeah, you're, you're you're a you're a snitch
1: guy. <laughs> no, I'm, it wasn't the landlord who did it, but they uh, might be no, able to but help.
2: He, but, but he'll think it reflects badly on his pub.
1: Yeah, because it, you, you know it's squeaky clean. Know. Then somebody else put. Well, why why do you think it's the king's head? It could have been somebody coming all the way from Norwich with a beer glass. Who yeah, did it? <laughs> yeah, right. Could have been yeah.
2: You know why leave it on top? You know, I mean, that's crackers, isn't it? It's like, I'll just finish this drink, stick that on there, and have a bit of wing mirror kicking off. Yeah, they'd smash all done. the
1: wing mirrors off of it.
2: That's yep. my night done, sorted.
1: Well done, yes. yeah. And they'll go home sleeping well.
2: Did you have any um, Madry last
1: week? No, <laughs> no, but that's what that's what Simon suggested. He said, ah, oh, Kai's exposed yeah, it's
2: himself partial there. partial to Spanish lager. Yeah.
1: Madury, yeah. is it Kai? Oh. No, I still pop in there. But every time I go in there, there's always some you, shadow hanging over me. Yeah, you'd
2: be lucky if you get served. <laughs> I mean, you like it in there? I mean, like, if ever we have to meet up, you're always sort of dragging me to the King's Head. You do like it in there.
1: Yeah, and it's a, a proper pub. It was the first pub I went in when I came, because it had a dartboard. I was on the dance team for a short time. And, uh, yeah, I've got nothing against it. I was, I was genuinely trying to help. Anyway, backfired again. Yeah, yeah Got a okay. habit of doing that. I've got an announcement to make, Pablo. Yes. On the parking like a twat in London and Chedgrave. I popped into the Golden Clippers on the high street. Oh, yes. The new Turkish barber for a haircut. Yes. What do you reckon? What do you think? It's smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man's yeah. got skills in there. The manager yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. He he absolutely... You know when he's almost cutting your hair without looking? It was a bit like that sort of skills, but you totally trust him.
2: Well, my future steps has just come back from there about an hour ago, and he he was singing his praises. He's going, look, knows what he's doing. He's come here, all right.
1: They also do a um a loyalty card where you, you have five haircuts, you get one half price. Sixteen quid for a Turkish haircut.
2: And they're sponsoring Shaft of Wit Comedy,
1: and they're now sponsoring Shaft of Wit Comedy. Lovely, yes, monthly kind of thing where I'll give him a bit of exposure around and about, uh, which I think is lovely. Lovely guy. Didn't um, didn't asked too many questions. I showed him a few numbers, and he was like, and yeah. So look out for that. It's going to be on the posters.
2: It's a, It certainly made me um, sharpen my thinking yeah, I,
1: Within an hour, you had a letter you'd written for sponsors.
2: Yeah, I need to get this fucking sorted out. Missing the trick here.
1: It looks good, doesn't it? Go it's on. exciting, and I think it helps. It helps cover costs which make the comedy margins very slim and takes it away really especially like advertising so some of it goes back straight into advertising on facebook for example yeah. and other bits on posters and printing but it's money that doesn't come out your out your pocket
3: seagull news it's now time for Siegel news I know. Dublin worker gets 60,000 settlement from companies after seagull attack.
1: A workman who was injured as he fled from attacking seagulls on the roof of a Dublin office block has settled a a 60,000 damages claim against six companies.
3: Mr Fox, a 47-year-old mechanical technician, had stepped out of a door of the 2GC building in the centre of Dublin where a pair of nesting seagulls attacked.
1: He had run to escape them and injured his left hand as he burst back through the doorway. In defence documents, Mr Fox was alleged to have pushed the door instead of pulling it.
3: He received four stitches to a deep hand wound in the VH Swift Care Clinic in Swords on the day of the incident, missing a couple of days off work and having to return after a week to have the stitches removed.
1: Mr Fox sued his employers... He claimed all of the defendants owed him a duty of care and had been negligent in having allowed seagulls to nest in a work area and failed to take adequate measures to control the number of seagulls.
3: Mr. Sheehan told the judge Berkeley that the case had been settled on the basis Mr. Fox would recover damages within this 15,000 jurisdiction of the district court.
1: Costs would be borne by the first three defendants, represented by barrister Padre Hogan, with agreed contributions by the remaining defendants, represented by barrister Robert O'Gibbahan Hearnahan.
3: Seagulls are protected birds, and it is illegal to disturb them during the nesting season between March and June.
1: Well, Pablo, there you go.
3: Well, that was from Breaking News Island.
2: In case ever before, I've just gone massively racist. Uh, no. I was there and I was doing an Irish accent.
1: I think you channeled that very well. What What do you think is the takeaway from that news article?
2: I think that seagulls are they're the same all over the world.
1: Oh, yes,
2: and and everyone, everybody um, loves a seagull story.
1: Yes, I would say if you go through a door and you're meant to pull it, don't push it. Next up, Pablo is Opinion Whores. Oh, I've got one. It's a comedy-related one. Go on. Now, I told you my story earlier about an act pulling out at the last minute, and it's not the first time it's happened. It happened once before with, what was his name? Frankfurter, do you remember? Oh,
2: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, last minute, clearly an, a, a double-booking situation. Now, my question is... If an if a promoter pulls a gig at the 11th hour, there's sometimes an expectation that that promoter should probably pay the act something. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't work the other way around, though, does it? So I get an act pull out the day before my gig. I've got hotels booked. I've got paid advertising with their face on it. And I've got posters printed and so on. I wonder whether there is a, a, a case for, for, for acts to be held liable for some of those costs. They wouldn't go with it, would they? They'd, they'd kick up a right old stink. Yeah, they would, yeah. Imagine putting in the contract. If you pull out and I discover that you've got another gig and you're lying, then you have to pay 50 quid towards the, the time, the effort, yeah. the yeah, yeah, advertising yeah. and and the um, admin that this takes. You,
2: you know what? It's a good thought, mate. That is a good, good thought. Um, the, the only thing is, if you start doing that, people just wouldn't take the gigs at the moment.
1: Well, that's the thing, and I, I think if they are lying, and they don't have a gig, but they just can't be asked and they stay at home, you'll never know, but if you do discover that they've got another gig with another promoter, I think it wouldn't necessarily work if it was telework.
2: It's the, this is the thing, right? Like, when people do gig maths, and for, like they see how many people you got in, and think you should be paying this person that amount, that amount this person that amount, I mean, what... They've not taken into consideration is the bloody risk you've taken, mm. and, and, and the fact that it doesn't work that way round. You know, if if an act pulls out, you, you don't get any cancellation fees back, but they expect them. When no, yeah, I, I think it's the gig ma- gig maths, really. Just don't moan if you see a load of people and go, "Oh, right, well, I should have got this much because you've got that many people in." Mm. Well, no, just look at the times when the acts are pulled out last minute. And you've spent all your time and effort putting them on posters. You do your own posters. But I had to go cap, cap in hand back to a guy that does me posters and say, you know, you thought you did those posters. Well, can you take that name out and that face yeah. out and put this one in? And um, That cost me money.
1: I had, I had an entire day almost spent confirming an act, changing the graphics, changing all the listings, changing the Facebook events, cancelling the hotels. Luckily, there wasn't any cost involved on that one. But um, it's all that
2: time though, time is money. It took me an you entire I mean?
1: day that could have been spent actually, you know, getting ready for the gig. You could have been spending your time doing something that would raise you more
2: income, whether it be looking for another gig or yep. getting a sponsor or or whatever it is. Yep. Um But, and, you know, but instead I was, was
1: instead I was actually, you know, thinking about the fact that I knew I was that it was being bullshitted to and how I go about raising this with the act without looking like a, an, an absolute cunt. But there is a case for it, isn't it, there?
2: You nearly managed that, by the way.
1: What, what's that?
2: <laughs> Without looking at absolute <laughs> cunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. You, you nearly pulled that off. But the, the trouble is, though, it'll just that argument that you had with the, with, with the act, she'll have a different version of that.
1: She'll be telling Oh, her of course. She's not going to say, I lied to him, said this, and then that, and then he called me up. and Or then he called me up, the little cunt. That's what yeah. she'll be saying. Anyway, yes, that was that. So I, as I say, I think putting that into a contract... Uh, would they ever read it and then do you ever need it but I don't think I felt like just sending an invoice to the act to say this is the cost you know there's hours of work and I'm charging you at 25 pound an hour you know and it's just like up yours so it doesn't work both ways they have no risk involved and actually no kind of comebacks if they don't want to come to your gig yeah. doesn't seem fair does it we're the ones who actually spend money for them to go on stage That's true. Yeah, anyway, enough of that. Enough of that. Enough of those shenanigans.
2: (laughs)
3: Hellfire and damnation. In this section, we outline a scenario where each one of us has been wronged or where we think someone or something should be thrown into the pits of hell.
1: Okay, I've put in the pits of hell casual racism. Uh, I know. that? well, it should go in there because I think there's a lot of it about and some people, it's so casual, they don't even realise they're doing it.
3: I know what you're talking about, no.
1: Right, Um, (laughs) but at my gig in Wingfield, we had 13 acts on and one of the later acts on was a Chinese guy. Uh, His name is Henry Shannon. Lovely guy, um, really sweet and he has props in his five-minute act. And he's done very well um, on this uh, competition circuit. I think he was in this chortle student competition. Anyway, he came into the room, which was a packed room, I will add, whilst I was getting ready to introduce him. He's got a bag in his hand and there was a bit of um, a kerfuffle going on. I could hear a woman talking and squawking in the background. I think she's had a few drinks. And could hear some kind of disturbance, and I said, "What's the problem there? Is there a problem?" No, no, no. And then she started again, and then I heard her go, "Are you one of the acts or something like that?" And then I stopped again. I said, "Look, is there a, is there a problem over there?" And she said, "Oh, it's all right. I thought he had a takeaway." <laughs> yeah, she,
2: she so, saw a Chinese bloke. With a carrier bag, assumed. That she, yeah, was she saw a an, delivery.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, and he does look a little bit lost, stood there waiting to come on. But uh, my God, these people walk among us.
2: <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> well, attitudes take a while to change, don't they? And uh, you know, this um, is
1: in Wingfield. It is in the middle of uh, yeah, yeah. no. That, that's an excuse, but they are a little bit uh, shielded from the real world. Let's say.
2: Yeah, yeah, a little bit. And you know, there have been times earlier. Where in my, in my time, and I've not been perfect, I remember about so 15 years ago, we had a big meeting in work, and there was contractors, architects, engineers, and this building manager. And this building manager was Indian, I think, and his ringtone was like Bangla music, and it kept going off, and it was disturbing, the meeting. Eventually, the last time we went off, I said to him, "Mate, you're gonna to have to turn that off because every time that goes off, I get hungry." But <laughs> well, that's all right. Is, is, is that all right? Um,
1: oh, I better no. I'm not going to say that's all right. Um, I don't know, Pablo. Is it?
2: We all laughed, and he, he took it in the right way. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, I was speaking from the heart. It really did make me hungry. <laughs> it was like Pavlov's dog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that happens. So put let's put a little bit of casual racism in there, shall we? Uh, in yeah, the pits of that. hell. Um, and uh, Henry Shannon, if you're there, loved your set. Anyway, I will put in, um, yeah, shithouse comedians who lie about things and lie about people. <laughs>
3: right. They
1: can go in. Yeah, just <laughs> who whack him in who wouldn't it's... put them in?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: You've put cringy singing apps...
2: Seen a lot of these recently, like I think they first came out a couple of years ago. When I first saw them, and do you know what I'm talking about? First, of all? like where you take a still photograph of somebody, plug it into the app. Then it plays a song and they start doing these cheesy sort of eyebrow raises and singy songs. And their mouth like,
1: moves or whatever, and yes. Their mouth
2: moves, yeah, yeah. Creepy. And like, if you wanted to, you could put Rolls West in there and have a sing a really jolly song. Yeah, but people I, 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 people I, put I, dead I,
1: relatives in there and it must be yeah. <laughs> wrong, isn't it?
2: But people, people are putting their kids in and themselves singing and what have you. And it's just something about the expressions that the AI has got them to pull. And and the stupid cheesy faces that they're pulling just curls my toes. Now there may be when it first came out I was slightly fascinated. Well I think there's another wave of them and people I haven't seen them first time but just posting the living bejesus out of them and they're driving me crackers.
1: Yeah, every now and again yeah. an apt comes around that everyone shares about and and then somebody somebody says, You know they're stealing all your data, don't you? And there's Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there yeah, was yeah, one yeah. of those, wasn't there? What was it? I can't remember the one now. Everyone was sharing the shit out of it and then it turned yeah. out it was properly corrupt with your data. Anyway, um, yeah. yes, that can go in there, mate. Yeah, There will yeah. be people listening who like it, I guess. Um, yeah, well, yeah, but, yeah. but they can yeah. go in with it.
2: Don't let me see it.
1: <laughs> I've um, seen and you've put the Chinese virus and another thwarted marathon attempt. Oh. Yeah. It w- well,
2: whether it was from somebody licking a bats the a Chinese government bloody germ weapon or or an accident in a lab or five G antennas. It can get in the fucking bin. And this is the second time I won't be doing a marathon because of COVID. And it's only been out what uh what, twenty twenty? It's now only twenty three. I'd like to run a marathon a year at least. This year I'd left it late. Gonna do one on Sunday it'll be absolute madness to do one whilst I'm sort of riddled with COVID. I feel a bit, a lot better than I did yesterday, but it fingers with COVID, it knackers you out for a good week or two afterwards. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm properly fucked off because I've trained for this. I've absolutely trained for this. I've done loads of 20 mile. I've done about three 20 mile training runs, and, um, yeah, I'd be properly ready for it. So it can get in the bin.
1: Well, mate, I know how hard you work for that, uh, throughout you know all those 18 milers and whatever uh one will come up now you ca- now you can go and get stoned while the marathons on <laughs> you can yeah, do mate, that well. now go and get some space cake in you mate yes oh no yes. oh no you want you're still on a diet i can't have space cake
2: well i don't know i've not been dieting the last couple of days i've been properly craving sugar and carbs whilst uh whilst have been riddled with this nasty virus. Mm. I, think it's, I think you need to build up your strength when you are on it. So, yeah, anyway, yeah, the Chinese virus. It could get in a bit. Is that casual racism, calling it a Chinese virus?
1: Um, the Chinese virus. Is it casual racism? Mm.
2: It did actually come from China. So, you know.
1: Do you know, everything's racist. If you yeah. say to somebody, oh, my wife's Japanese, they'll say, uh, do, you, oh, do you eat a lot of sushi? You're like, well, why is that your first go-to? What, what do they mean when you say that?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> da, 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 da. Right, let's move on to plugging our gigs, Pablo. I've got <laughs> I've got November the second and third with Pam Ford and Eddie Brimson. Uh, that's gonna be fun. That's the only one I'll plug on here today. I'm looking forward to that. And um, you've got December. You've got Arthur.
2: On the second of December, we've got Arthur Smith, Charmian Hughes. Um, currently got Don Biswell so he can find his way to drive here. he you know, can't drive but we'll work on that and, um, and we're looking for another act as well,
1: well that should That's also what? go in the bin shouldn't it oh, agents that book acts that can't get to gigs
2: yeah well that <laughs> should go that, that in the bin yeah, but...
1: <laughs> and finally we've got
3: well contrition
1: contrition have you got anything to apologise for this week Pablo
2: the crap sound
1: Oh, the today. have
2: on this pod, yeah. Yeah. But, I like, I mean, no, obviously couldn't help it. We had to be apart for the first time. But uh, if, if the sound quality isn't quite there because I'm speaking on a shit mic through a USB into a laptop across the ins- internet and the guy's going to sort of jazz it up to make it sound all right.
1: Yeah. You, yeah. Your voice has gone to space and back before it reaches my ears, Pablo. It's mad.
2: That's. I reckon that happens anyway.
1: Oh. <laughs> I think I think that's a beautiful sentiment. And yeah. on that note, let's sign off, Pablo. That is episode number 43 of the Promoter Mouse podcast. And I think nice that, shoe, that went all right. a oh, 43. That is, let me guess, that is known in the trade as a, a nine. It's a yeah, nine. Yeah. That's my footwear days, you see. I used to work in a, there's a job for you. I used to work in River Island as a, in their shoe footwear department. Yeah, so, I
2: used to work in Dulces. Was, <laughs> used to get extra money for selling shoe horns and shoe trees and all sorts. Oh yeah, of yeah.
1: Used to get polishes. Used to I get did. like fifty p for selling some New Buck cleaner. The shoe I, <laughs> I
2: once sold Marky e. Smith from the Fall a pair of boots.
1: Okay, <laughs> yeah, well yeah, I'll, I'll raise you a Marky e. Smith with a Jennifer Saunders who I sold a replay down puffer jacket to in, in, in Richmond, in London.
2: There you go. Ah, I, I can probably raise you again. Um, see me Spall from Spa from Own Pet and one of the greatest English actors. I've served in beer in a pub in uh, South London.
1: Oh, very nice. Very nice. I'm going to have to dig deep for the next one and I shall get yeah. back to you next week. With I've, I
2: haven't done many. I've got loads of crap uh, uh, celebrity meetings.
1: Yeah, I don't so, know. Yeah, how, how, I got... how can I trump that? I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure Jennifer Saunders isn't the highlight. Oh, here we go then. Here we go then. I worked in a hotel and there was a room booked out for some females and it was Atomic Kitten.
2: Atomic Kitten.
1: Atomic Kitten. And I took them up a little complimentary drink up to their room. Ah, lovely. And they were in their room. There's an
2: Atomic Kitten uh, mug in work. Which has them all sort of scantily clad, and I use that—that's the mug that I use to give somebody a cup of tea before they go into a meeting to undermine them.
1: Was that post? Was that post katona or pre katona?
2: Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I've never really looked at the faces.
1: Mine was post katona leaving. So yeah, been, yeah. yeah, hey mate, let's let's sign this one off. That was a lovely chit chat. I think that went better than we expected it to you did yeah, yeah I enjoyed I, I, that mate I, when I listen to it back hopefully all I've got to do is just take a bit of the hissing out and uh, tidy it up but uh, yeah apologies again for any sound dif- difficulties but uh, normal service will be resumed please sign up to Patreon for pound a month and we will see each other in the flesh Pablo next week yes music's cheers coming guy. in now cheers mate enjoy your supper and get well soon you take care
2: mate bye 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 listeners <laughs> Solutions just can't be found.
3: I'm really gonna run change myself. and change
1: my town. Support Kai and Pablo
0: by becoming a Patreon subscriber at Patreon.com slash promoter mouth.